stay tuned for Sound Tasting, the podcast where food meets music, sponsored by Nicoletta and Beppe's Restaurant in the Pearl. I believe every person's story is a work of art. And when you use music to share that art and share that story, it just becomes magical. Welcome to Sound Tasting with jazz singer Marty Mendenhall. Today we'll meet Portland's own Naomi LaViolette, recording artist and songwriter. to love you from Naomi's latest CD written for you. Naomi, welcome to the show. Hi Marty, I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to have you. I walked in today to the smell of browning garlic and it is absolutely intoxicating. I am transfixed to this one very aromatic spot in Naomi's kitchen. I can tell that something really special is going in the oven today. Naomi, what are we going to cook together? Well, I thought we'd make one of my favorite dinners. It's called beef daube provençal. That sounds very French. I'm going to try it myself. Beef daube, how's the end? Provençal. Provençal. That sounds great. Well, um, let's walk through the recipe. Okay. Well, the I got started a little bit uh, at the first step because you have to brown the garlic and then you brown the beef and you gotta kind of let it sit in there. Okay. You have to be really patient with it as it's browning because if you stir it, it's not gonna brown. You gotta let it sit on its side for five minutes at least to really get that browned, wow. caramelized okay. sort of action going on there. And that's and then do you keep trying it to get all sides? As much as you can. Okay. And yep. you're not, I mean, are you cooking it in the pan or are you just browning it? It's really just the browning of it. This is stew beef. Okay. So it has to be cooked for two and a half to three hours at kind of a low temperature uh-huh. to really break down and okay. be delicious. All right. So just the browning portion isn't really getting it to that consistency. It's more adding flavor. All right. Good to know. So what I like to do while it's browning, because I have to be patient and it's actually good to just kind of walk away from it, let it brown. Okay is I do some chopping of the vegetables. Okay, and what temperature are you leaving that to brown? Like, what do we have? Medium, medium high. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm trusting you. Okay. No, just kidding. All right, let's go over here. So we're gonna put a lot of onions and carrots in this recipe. Ah, that sounds great. So you wanna do some chopping? Uh, I of would onions? love to. Okay. Of onions, sure. All right. All right, and then how do I, I'm just gonna take this peel off. I usually take the ends off. What do you do? I take the ends off as well and the, of course, the outer membrane. And then I've got this way that I cut onions so that it saves time if you'd like me to show you. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So after you've cut it in half like this, Uh you're going to hold one end of it and then cut very small little sections, but not all the way through to the other end. Okay. 
You're gonna do that along the whole thing. Gonna support it there. And so, so it's kind of holding itself together that way by the end. That's really cool. It's and like, you get all the way down. And then as I do it perpendicularly, it's just turning into nice, it's holding itself together for me, which is helpful. That's like cheating. That's like onion cooking cheating. I love it. I don't remember where I saw this or if someone showed it to me once, but I've been so thankful for it <laughs> ever since someone showed me. Because otherwise they kind of skate away from you on the cutting board. And then this last bit, you just, you know. I love it. Do it like that and you're done. All right. Chopping onions, done. And how many onions are going in this recipe? Uh, a whole onion. Okay. But what's funny about this recipe is I have doubled it and tripled it before. Uh-huh. And one time when I made it, I could barely stir it in the pot. It was <laughs> so full. But I was making it for a big family gathering, uh -huh. and so we needed to have a lot. Okay. Good to know. Um, and you've already pre-chopped, it looks like, the other half of the onion, so we're good to go on this. Yep. Great. What's next? We add three cups, well, no, I think the recipe calls for two cups of chopped carrots. I've doubled and tripled it and one and a half it so many times that okay. I sometimes forget. But right. So we need two cups of chopped carrots. And I can see you've already chopped the carrots here. Thank you. Yeah, that's a little bit time consuming, so I got that done in advance. Okay, and uh, what's next? Well, let's go check the beef. Okay. Have you always uh, loved cooking? grown into it I think uh, you know my mom taught me a lot about cooking growing up uh -huh. she had a few favorite dishes that I liked and then as I got older and started having a family and having friends over I've, I've come into some dishes that I really come come back to time and time again as the keepers and I really enjoy making them because I think they bring people together and they cause a lot of connection I people are together that. Food brings people together. That's, That's got to be your tagline. Food brings people together. <laughs> That's really great. Definitely. Well, this is good. And, like, I don't know, do you consider yourself a foodie, do you think? Um, I don't know, maybe. I'm not really sure what the definition of that term would be other than someone who loves fancy food. Yeah. But I really love food that connects me to different cultures and uh -huh. helps me learn about different cultures. Yeah. I just find that really fun and adventurous. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, it's getting nice and brown in there. And turning the beef. Yeah, I think we got to take it out of the pan because okay. it's, it's good and brown. All right. And left behind in the pan are some nice caramelized bits of garlic and beef. And we mm. like those bits because they add a lot of flavor. So what we're going to do next is one of my favorite parts of this recipe. Okay, great. It's the deglazing of the pan. Ooh, that sounds fancy. What is that exactly? It's where you use... Wine, I use wine in this case to uh -huh. essentially loosen those caramelized bits and then we can really bring that flavor into the dish. Looks like a really good wine too. This is one of my favorites. Nice. It's um, a Frey Natural Red Organic Wine. So I'm going to pour it in the pan and then I'm going to be scraping and we'll get those bits loosened and then we'll have the flavor of that plus the wine in the dish. Okay, that right. sounds great. Here we go. Woohoo! There we go. I can see why you like that part. It's fun. <laughs> Oh, it smells so good. Mm-hmm, and then the wine just, oh, smells delicious. Garlic, wine, and the brown bits from the meat. And then we gotta move kind of fast. Okay. Because we don't want this to cook off too much. Okay. We're gonna add that beef and garlic back in. All right. And we're gonna add all the rest of the ingredients. Okay. So we've got onion. Yep. We've got carrots. 
Dumping the carrots Getting in. Getting that all in there. Dumping the onions in there. Yep. All right. We've got tomatoes. I just um, used canned tomatoes. I'm going to stir for you. Is that all right? That's great. Okay. Oh my gosh, this smells so good. Then we add some chicken broth. Uh-huh. We're going to add a bay leaf. All right, I'm going to keep stirring And here. then the spices. I love these spices that we're going to use. The recipe calls for rosemary and thyme. Uh-huh. But I love using this spice blend called Herbs de Provence. Oh, well, how appropriate. I know. French herb for a French dish. And exactly. It has rosemary, it has thyme in it, but it also has lavender and marjoram. And I, I used it the first time I made the recipe when I didn't have any rosemary and thyme. Okay. And it turned out great. So All I've right. stuck with it. All right. So we have that. We also add salt and pepper. And then this is kind of the secret ingredient. We add cloves. Okay. A dash of cloves. And cloves, really? Yeah. I know, you wouldn't expect that. All right, how many cloves are we putting in? It's just a dash of ground cloves. Okay, I'm stirring, I'm stirring. And how much chicken broth? You know, for this recipe, it's half a cup. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to just keep stirring here for a second? Yeah, you want to get it all together and then we're going to bring it to a boil. Okay. And once it boils, we cover it and we put it in the oven for three hours. All right. Do you ever use any variations on this recipe? Well, one is the Herbs de Provence spice blend. I really okay. like using that. Right. Um, the chicken broth is kind of, you don't necessarily, you can use water instead if you don't have any. It's such a small amount. You can also use beef. I think actually the recipe calls for beef broth. So okay. just chicken something, broth, just lighter, a little bit something of, different? Yeah. All it's right. mostly just to provide a little more moisture to the recipe. Okay, cool. Because it cooks down quite a bit in the oven. All right, good to know. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll keep cooking and get a special live performance with our guest today, Naomi LaViolette. Sound Tasting with jazz singer Marty Mendenhall is supported by Nicoletta and Beppe's Restaurant in the Pearl, creating a casual yet elegant dining experience. Around the table, we become family, friends, and community. NicolettaBeppe's.com Welcome back to Sound Tasting on 99.1 FM, Portland Radio Project. I'm jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, and I'm here with songwriter and performer Naomi LaViolette. Naomi, for those just joining us in the kitchen, what are we cooking today? This is beef daube provençal. I love that. Very French, very French, just like your name. Yes. But that's not why you chose the dish, right? No, this is just a family favorite. A family favorite, I love that. Um, what have we done so far? Well, we've browned some garlic and some beef. We've okay. deglazed the pan with red wine. We've added some vegetables, spices. All right, and what's our next step? Now we have to get it all. We well, we have it all at a boil. Okay. So then we stick it in the oven for two and a half to three hours and just wow. let it cook and cook and cook. We're gonna be here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Slow right. food. Um, what kind of a dish is this that we're putting this in here? It's very hot. All um, right. It's a, a cast iron pot, really, okay. uh -huh. and it's just, you can cook, you can use it on the stove, uh -huh. but you can also use it in the oven. Okay. So you start the dish there and you transfer it right in and okay. it's kind of a one pot thing. Okay. I love this dish and we're ready to go in the oven, right? Yep. It's a heavy pot, so. All right. I'm going to let to... you do it. I'm opening the oven. And what's the oven temperature? It's at 300, so it's not very hot. Okay. And then you said two to three hours. How do you know when it's done? 
I just kind of start tasting it around two to two and a half hours. And if the beef is still kind of chewy, it just needs a little bit more time. Do you drink the rest of the wine while you're tasting it? Does that help it cook more quickly? Yes, it, it helps me not keep waiting and wondering when it's going to be done. It helps me relax. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. A relaxing dish, this beef. Yes. Uh, Dobe Provence. Provence? Provençal. Provençal. And Provençal. one of the things I do love about it is you fix it and then you have nothing to do for two and a half hours. You can hang out, you can socialize, and, and then dinner's just ready. That's fantastic. So uh, I know I'm asking you a huge favor here, but I noticed you have a lovely piano in the other room. Is there any way you might play something for us today? Sure. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, let's walk over there and um, let's talk about it. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds so great. Uh, what are you going to play? Do you have any special requests? Special requests. Actually, I do. Um, there's a song on your CD. Uh, it's about hiking, and I adore hiking. I think it's called Up Silver Star Mountain. Mm -hmm. Would you play that one? Sure. Great. All right. This is Naomi LaViolette and Up Silver Star Mountain.
I'm deeply touched. Thank you so much for sharing that song. Thanks for having me play it. I don't get to go live on air all that often. <laughs> so what inspired that song? That song was a song commission, and a friend of mine came to me after a show and said, I'd really like to have a song that I can give as a gift to my husband. He's have a big, he has a big birthday coming up, and I really want him to know how much I love him and have a song about our relationship. And they love to go hiking together. It's a way that they bond. It's a way Aww. that they connect. And they are, you know, they live here in the Pacific Northwest, so she told me about some of their favorite hikes. And so I thought, those names need to be in the song. I love that. I love that. Do you do a lot of song commissions? I do. It's one of my favorite things to do as a musician. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, so you write songs um, at someone's request, um, and that's what basically the CD is about, isn't it called Written For You? It is, and there are quite a few song commissions on it. Uh -huh. um, I've sort of been collecting them over the years as people find out that it's a service that I provide. Um, there's, there's ones about love relationships, but there's also ones in memory of people. Um, and, you know, there's so many things you can write a song about. There's also a number of songs on my record that are gifts that I gave people. So they are written for people in my life that I care about, are written for family members, friends, that sort of thing. Oh, I love that. The gift of song. How beautiful is that? <laughs> so what's your process? What's songwriting like for you? Well, in the case of a song commission, I get together with whoever's commissioning it, and I just let them talk and let them tell me um, things that that person says or things they say to each other or specific details. And I listen for a, really a common theme, and that's usually the chorus of the song, whatever their main point is they want to make. But I also listen for things that sound like lyrics, things uh -huh. that sound like rhymes. Oh, yeah. And then I try to work those in as well. I, I have some songs where just about everything in the song are things that they have either done or said um, with each other. Oh, that's, that's really great. And so it has that special connection to the people that you're writing it for, mm -hmm. um, or as a gift or a commission, that works great. Mm -hmm. So when did you realize that this is what you wanted to do with your life? I have found that writing songs for other people is so life-giving to me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a huge gift for them to be able to receive and give and, and be a part of, but I love hearing their stories. I learn more about myself. I learn more about the world, and I feel like the song celebrates beauty mm -hmm. and in many ways makes their world a better place because it brings them more connection with each right. other. It preserves their memories. Right. And it's the most... Music has this way of telling a story that no other art form can. Uh -huh. It gets to the soul of that person. It gets to the emotion. But the things you can do with music, with melody and with harmonies. It's kind of like a musical photograph mm -hmm. in a little bit. I love that. So what's your favorite thing about being a musician? Creating beauty. Creating beauty. Mm -hmm. I think that the world is, is oftentimes a very negative place. And there's oftentimes... A lot of sad stories we hear. Right. And when you create music, you are providing, you know, kind of, you're mitigating that. Well, Naomi, thank you. And as we walk back into the kitchen, let's take another short break. We'll be back in just a moment with more conversation with Naomi and a taste of both her new CD and that piping hot beef daube Provençal. 
Support comes from Nicoletta and Beppe's Restaurant in the Pearl, offering authentic Italian dishes using the freshest ingredients. Pasta, pizza, salad, delizioso. NicolettaBeppe's.com. Welcome back to Sound Tasting on 99.1 FM, Portland Radio Project. I'm jazz singer Marty Mendenhall, and we're back in the kitchen with performer and commissioned songwriter Naomi LaViolette. Well, through the magic of radio, I can see the beef dough Provençal is fresh out of the oven and steaming on the counter in this gorgeous red dish. It smells fabulous. Hmm. Should we let it cool a few minutes before we dig in? Probably so. It's really hot right when it comes out. Okay, good idea. So does music and food blend for you at some point? Oh, sure. When I'm cooking, I always have to have music on. Really? What do you listen to? Well, oftentimes it depends on who's home. <laughs> if my husband is home, usually we listen to country. Country? Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And if it's just me, I really love putting on... Um, one of my favorite artists right now is a band called Sleeping At Last. He inspires a lot of my music. Really? The writer for that band. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good to know. I love that. Um, so uh, for our listeners today, we have um, a playlist that you've put together, and we're going to load that on the website, and that'll be available, I hope, today. Um, and then um, people can listen to what you, is that what you cook to, do you think? A good cooking list for this dish? Yeah, there's kind of a, a variety on there. I've got a couple by Sleeping At Last, and I think I, I put a couple by some of my favorite singer-songwriters on there. That's great. I love that. Thank you. Um, what are some of your influences? You said Sleeping At Last. Do you have other influences that, you know, inspire you? Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, Nora Jones I've always loved, and uh, it, just, it just took my breath away when back in 2003 she was just this person that nobody knew, and then all of a sudden she's got her <laughs> arms full of, you know, 10 Grammys or something like that. Right. And she was just, you know, a simple sort of at-the-piano um, vocalist with really simple production uh -huh. and really focusing on the beauty of music, not music that's trying to be cool or hip or pop, but just something that really was her and was unique. That could be you someday. Huh, maybe. An, arm, an arm full of 10 Grammys, you can handle that, right? <laughs> I'll start weightlifting. <laughs> okay, all right, good. Lifting one Grammy at a time. There you go. So um, let's talk about um, your new CD. Is there another track you'd like to share for our listeners? Sure. Um, how about we do the track Sunrise? Oh, I love that one too. I can't decide which one I like best. Tell the listeners more about the song. So Sunrise is a song I wrote from my mom. She and I uh, have a really close relationship. And we both have bedroom windows that face east. Mm-hmm. So we love seeing the sunrise and we will uh, kind of keep our eyes on the window and if it looks like it's going to be a good one, we will send each other messages and then we call them sunrise alerts. <sighs> and it's become this really sweet point of connection. We'll take pictures, send them back and forth for, um, to each other. And so I thought I, I really wanted to write a song about how much I loved her and our connection and I thought um, nothing better than the sunrise. That's really sweet. Well, let's give it a listen. So we both catch the glory of it all, and you're there with me. A beautiful 
That is so special to think that you're sharing that with your mom every time we hear that song. That's really great. So do you have any shows coming up? Can people see you perform live in Portland? Absolutely. I'm once a month on the second Saturday of the month at the Benson Hotel. Downtown? Yep. And there I play a lot of jazz standards and covers because it's kind of what the gig calls for. And then in December, I'm really excited to play for the first time at the Festival of Lights at the Grotto and do a holiday show. That's nice. And you've got holiday music, I'm assuming, uh, Mm -hmm. that you've written? Uh, Yeah, I have some winter-themed songs, but then I also just really love the Christmas classics. You only get to play them one time a year, so. One time a year, every year. I get my fill as much as I can. (laughs) So how can listeners purchase your new CD? Uh, Well, it's available everywhere. You can find music on the internet, you know, iTunes, Amazon, Apple Music, Spotify. Okay. And then you can also get physical CDs um, through CD Baby and also through Bandcamp. And actually, Naomi has graciously agreed to give a CD today. Um, And you spell your first name, how do you spell it? N-A-O-M-I. Okay, so if they text the word N-A-O-M-I, Naomi, right now to uh, 27299, the first person to text in will get a CD. Yeah, cool. I I, um, think that this dish looks kind of coolish. Shall we dish it up? Oh yes, it's calling to us. Okay, so as we're dishing this up, um, tell me, um, are your kids foodies like you? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, well, they all have different tastes and my daughter Lucy is hilarious because she, um, she loves cheese. Uh-huh. So we had this idea for her sixth birthday that we would do a cheese tasting. Really? Mm-hmm. For a six-year-old's birthday. For a six-year-old birthday party. Her <laughs> friends thought it was kind of weird. She was so excited about it, and we got six different types of cheese okay. for her being six. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I mean, we had Gouda, we had Havarti, we had Brie cheese, we had Colby Jack, we had some basic cheddar for the, you know, kids that thought the other cheeses were weird. Uh-huh. And she loved it. I think that's great. And did her friends, uh, are her friends all foodies now, too? Oh, I don't know. I think they, you know, one of the girls walked in, and the first thing she said was, where's the piñata? Oh, really? So, yeah. Did you have a piñata fold of um, a beef <laughs> dish that you cooked in the oven for two hours? <laughs> that would be yeah, that would quite be the explosion. Right, exactly. Yeah, or we could do the piñata full of fancy cheese. Yeah, well, this looks so good. Yeah. Um, so how long would this um, last in the refrigerator? I don't know, maybe four or five days. It, it keeps just developing more flavor as it sits in the fridge. It's just as good and maybe even better the second day. Okay. And can you freeze it? Yeah, sure. I think so. And how long does it last in the freezer? You know, I've, it's never lasted long enough for me to freeze it. Because <laughs> you guys eat it? People eat so much of it. They just keep, they go back for seconds and thirds and they just love it. And do you bring it, is there a particular way? Do you thaw it? Um, first, or you just throw it in the microwave? Mm, well, depends on how hungry you are. You, I guess you could microwave it, but I would always probably prefer to warm it up on the stove. Okay. And then, you know, you just, you put it over egg noodles, or if you're, you know, gluten-free, like some people in our house and our family, you do it over rice, too. And okay. it's just as good. All right. So you just, you know, make up some fresh noodles or rice and warm up your stuff and you can have it anytime. This looks so good. I'm very excited.
All right, ready? Ready. All right, cheers. Cheers. All right, go down. All right, I'm taking a forkful of this gorgeous beef. It's got this kind of a golden um, hue to it. Is that from the wine? I honestly think it's the carrots. Mm. They've just been cooking in there for hours. Mm. And they add that kind of warm color. I taste the wine uh, and the dried herbs and the tomato. It's like an explosion of flavor <laughs> that melts in your mouth. Oh my gosh, so great. I'm wondering if you can taste the cloves. Uh, it's so, uh, cloves, yes, I taste the cloves too. Mm -hmm. Perfect for a cold winter rainy day. And you serve it actually on Christmas Eve, is that right? It, it is my Christmas Eve dish. That's so great. Well, Naomi, I have really enjoyed being here today. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Oh, well, I really love being a musician in Portland. It's a vibrant city. It's full of the arts. And there's a lot of support for local music. Well, Portland loves having you. And Naomi, thank you so much for being a guest on Sound Tasting and for sharing your fancy dish, Beef Do Provençal. This has been a lot of fun. It has. Thanks for having me. For details on the next podcast, follow Sound Tasting PDX and visit prp.fm. I'm your host, food enthusiast and jazz singer, Marty Mendenhall. Thanks so much for tuning in and see you next time.